Listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, this is Red and Blue Hate Yellow. I'm your host, Noah Hotailing. With me, as always, though probably a little bit more excited because of today's news... I could impregnate the wind. Sean McGovern. How you doing, people of Earth? So... Uh, wait, before... I haven't heard... I, they didn't answer yet. <laughs> so... I hope before... you're having a great day, too. Thank you. Very kind of you. Oh, God. He's lost it. We're just going to have to listen to Sean talk to himself for the next half hour. Um, It'll be better than before. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. If we were on YouTube, we would have had to completely scrap the episode at this point. No, you just mute me. You usually do. That's not true at all. Um, Much to everyone's disappointment. So... Let Much me, has happened in a week. Let me let me get through my shit first, okay, and then I'm just gonna cool. put my headset down, <laughs> and I'm gonna walk away for a half hour, and then come back, and then close the show. Because that's, uh, I mean, it's just gonna be. I'm not sure if it's gonna be fapping noises for a half hour. I don't really know what to expect, but I'm gonna put the headset down so I don't know ever what goes on. Um, the Red Bulls. <laughs> Shorthanded, on turf, up in Foxborough, a place they have not won since 2002. Missing, let me think, five key starters? Five or four. I'm thinking now. Tim Cahill, Terry yep. Henry, yep. Olave, mm-hmm. Dax McCarty, yep. and Roy Miller. So five. Five key starters. Had no shot in hell of... Winning on Sunday. No shot. They weren't offered a shot. I didn't even give them a shot to win, actually. I, I predicted this is a loss. True. This I did. Is true. Um, I know why they won, because I even saw um, the Rebellion's tweet of... Uh, I guess there was grass on the field at one part, what, at some point last week in Foxborough, for some reason. They had... Uh, put grass down, and they pulled it up for the Red Bull game. I don't know if they did it intentionally to make sure Henri wouldn't play, um, you know, because of Henri and Olave have issues with field turf. I don't know if that's why it was pulled or that was just the scheduling. And that happened to work out with them, but uh, the Rebellion had tweeted that, oh, it's nice that uh, Henri's scared he can watch the New England Revolution win from the comfort of his home, which I'm sure is turf-free. And when you talk badly about uh, you know the king that way he uh, he basically sends his his uh, his hate waves out um, he's done it to Philadelphia before and basically wills into existence whatever he would like and he apparently willed now I'm going to be honest um, Red Bull played a game that they had to play the back line was not perfect uh there was, New England had some chances. Um, the post saved us once, but for the other, you know, I think it was 11 shots on target. Or, uh, I, or it might have been more shots on target, but I know Luis Robles made 11 saves in that game, I believe was the, the final number. So, you know, Luis Robles having a really solid game. Uh, Bobby Shuttleworth, the New England keeper, in the 17th minute, made a really big mistake, came out into no man's land to try to stop a free kick, um, and came way too far out and wasn't paying attention because he was watching the ball, trying to make sure that he had the angle on it, and he ran into his own guy. They both fell over, and, I mean, he left Eric Alexander, was basically wide open, just got, you know, elevated, got his head to the ball, put it down, and bounced it into open space where there was nobody. I mean, the only two people that were around New England's goal at that point were, I think it was, uh, let me think, I think it was Bradley Wright Phillips and Peggy Lulandula were the only two there. And, I mean, they both pulled up and just watched the ball roll in. And it was a, it was a cheap goal. 
It was. I, I will say it. Uh, New England should have never given it up, but Bobby Shuttleworth made a big mistake on that play. And then, you know, Red Bull kind of hunkered and waited for their moment where they knew they weren't going to get a lot of them. And uh, sure enough, the kind of shambolic. I'm, I'm not going to say shambolic, but poor, poor defensive clearances in the 75th minute led to, you know, Lulandula being open at the edge of the box and taking it on the half volley and putting enough venom on it that Shuttleworth never had a chance to stop it. And, you know, at that point, that was huge. In the 75th minute, New England had been pressing, pressing, trying to get that goal back to tie the game. And, you know, Red Bulls doubled the advantage and, you know, basically from that point put it on cruise control. We're going to defend. We're going to make sure we don't give up the the equalizer or, you know, a goal to even make it, you know, to, to, to let New England back into it. And they did the, the quote-unquote impossible over the weekend, pulled out a win in New England, um, much to the delight of the traveling Red Bulls supporters who, you know, uh, when Lewandula scored, they were going nuts in the stadium. So it was, uh, you know, it was uh, – it wasn't a game. It, it was nice to see them actually do it, and it wasn't like one of those games where you had calls that really helped determine the game for the most part. Like like New England played poorly, and and the Red Bulls played well enough to win, and and that's kind of a good game. I li- I like a game like that where uh, you know the reserve the, the the bench guys and the players who aren't normally called on step up and do what they have to, and you know everybody kind of just steps into a spot that they're not supposed to and play a clean game and and it's enough to do it you know sometimes you have to take advantage of a team playing not up to their potential in new england clearly was not um you know it was uh, so it was a good game uh i did not expect it i don't think many people <laughs> expected it i really thought it was going to be a dismal show this weekend i i i was uh, i was out to dinner on friday or saturday when the uh when the union game was going off and I was watching uh, Brian Barish of the soccer desk just blow up in the first half. Like I, I thought Brian was going to kill somebody uh, <laughs> via Twitter. It wasn't even like he was going to go, like he was going to do it through Twitter. We were going to have the first Twitter homicide and it was going to be, you know, one of those things that nobody would ever be able to recreate. Um, and then all of a sudden, Connor Casey apparently has another one of those magic missile diving header things that he does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Philly rebounded apparently from that bet. I didn't watch the game. How, Dude, how? Okay, okay. First of all, friend of the show, Mike, an occasional co-host, Mike. Dude, are you blind? Are you flipping blind? This actually is a game between he and I where... Oh. I've been hiding in plain sight at the games, and this time I turned around for a full minute and stared at him. Nothing. That's, that's not creepy at all. No, no, because I, I was amazed by this, because I, I like repositioned myself to be very close, and within eyeline, and nothing. So, like, I, like we said, dude, you're not going to see me until apparently August is when I'm going to end this game. Why August? Because then it's going to be stinking hot and I'm not going to be... <laughs> You're going to hear me bitching if nothing else. You just look for the pile of flame and ashes in, in in PPL Park at that point. That will be Sean McGovern standing in sunlight. Or Key. Lobster Boy. Yeah, in either case, if you see the before picture, it's Lobster Boy. If you see the after picture, it's ash and dust and a jersey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. Um, I stayed for all the game this time. I'm very pleased with myself. I didn't have to go anywhere too quickly. But uh, yeah, the first half, I'm with Barish on this, man. It was just hideous. From from all accounts that I've seen after the game, it was embarrassing how they conducted themselves in the first half. Dude, okay. Um, um well, here's the thing. Kind of a Next week we don't have a game. No, we, this week we don't. Have a, no, no, no. We have a game this week, but the week after we don't. We don't. We have. Um, we have U.S. Open Cups this game or Open Cup games. We have this Open weekend. Cup. It's the seventeenth. That's when we're going up against Harrisburg. Oh, you guys have the seventeenth. Yeah. 
Oh, see, we're on the 14th is our Open Cup game. We have Saturday. Well, we'll get to that when we get to the future games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And we, I, the first half, it looked like, and Harrisburg's going to walk all over us. Going to do the goddamn cha-cha on our skulls. Second half happens. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mother of God and all her wacky nephews. Wow. Uh, probably the most alive I'd seen the offense in a while. Because it was uh, Casey and, Madonna and Mediana again. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for that. Uh, then the two got a goal. Uh, like five minutes after? Six minutes after that? I can't he, remember. He he came in. He was a super sub. I know that for that yeah, game. Yeah, for Cruz. By the way, still in too long. <laughs> Just saying. And um, then Casey again with... Noah, who do you think the assist was? Wait, for... Uh, for the second what, the, Casey goal. For the second Casey goal? wasn't Was that a two assist? or No, it was Mediana. Mediana, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so those two are kind of pulling a Wonder Twins right now, which is uh, more than a bit phenomenal. And then uh, Pedro Morales did his thing and tied up the game, like, at, in the 81st minute. Yeah, it, it and it was a penalty. I don't know if it was... a. It was it, earned. It, I wa- it, when I watched the replay, it was totally earned. Yeah, I, I had seen, and I knew people who were in the stadium were complaining about, like, the, the ones who were, you know... Oh, dude, click- live, we were flipping shit. Well, and, and that's normal. I mean, it, 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 we all know how it is when you're sitting in the stadium, if you're sitting in, you know, a supporter's end. You don't have the best sight lines. You know, you think you do. You think you know everything at that point. Um, and and you, will, you will watch something, and... Your eyes will tell you live while you're watching it, you know, happening in front of you with a poor angle that, you know, oh, that wasn't, you know, it was a flop or, you know, it wasn't earned. And when you get home and you have the benefit of, like, watching it in, you know, high def and and 16 different angles with slowed down speed, you can see, oh, no, this was this was deserved. So I, I had known I hadn't got to watch the replay myself uh, or the highlights and see if it was earned. I just had known. It was earned, that, but I, I don't see any other way McMath could have played it. Well, yeah, and that, that happens. Point. It's unfortunate when you get into those situations because it's, you know, it's just, it's going to happen. I'm kind of, I'm, I have the replay flying, or the highlights flying on as as we're talking about this game. Um, the thing that really kills Philly in the beginning, too, watching the, watching the highlights, is uh, the, their back line is just... the. They're shambolic and they're defending. They ball watch a lot. They just it, it's it's typical problems that we've talked about all year. Pardon me for one moment. Hey, NYCFC fans, shambolic is this week's word of the cast. Shambolic. <laughs> Be sure to make fun of us. Hashtag shambolic. I'm sorry, you were saying? No. Um it's just uh the the thing that um thinking about this and it was kind of funny because I actually thought with the epic comeback that Philly had mounted and even leading the game at one point that if if we had to pick a week to fire Hackworth it wasn't going to be this week I really thought the ownership and you know the management would have been like eh, you know it, it was it was it started off really bad but we had a chance to win it in a in a bad penalty at the end you know it, it tied game it's it it is what it is. It's, this almost seems like the week that gets forgiven. It's it's the games like that you have against uh, L.A. Uh, Galaxy like two weeks ago. Those are the games you think that somebody gets fired right after. It, it's it's just to me well, here, weird here, that they picked no, no, this no, no, week. No, 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 no. I, I, under, I oh, understand where you're coming way, from. Oh, by the way, audience, if you had, did we already announce that Hackworth had been fired? Or was this just the good news that we hadn't really this, said This was anything? the good news we hadn't said, said anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I kind of... I kind no, of that's that fine. Lead up. Crap in my cornflakes some more. No, that's A-OK by me. Besides, we, we actually have a uh, bigger announcement for one of our sister shows uh, later on in the cast. So that's going to be our super-duper good news now that Noah decided to piss the bed. Um, um, wait. Happy birthday, Union fans. No more John Hackworth. Yes. Uh, to really quick uh, get back into the flow of the conversation... Uh, Here's the thing, even with this amazing showing from the offense in the second half, 
And even then, keep in mind, it was the it wasn't until like minute sixty that we got on the board. So that's a long time to be losing. And teams have gone longer and you know ended up winning, but mm-hmm. sixty minutes is a long time to feel like shit. And twenty some odd minutes plus intermission. And yes, I'm calling it intermission. Because uh, at that point, it's just bad theater. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes plus the intermission, or halftime if you have to be technical, mm-hmm. of just being like, well, fuck it. Have we fired him yet? Yes, dog. Um, we have. <laughs> even the dog agrees. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, of it of being down 2-0, damn near 40 minutes of it being, you know, 1-0. And yeah, it it fucking sucked. It was terrible. And then they came alive. No matter how great they performed in that second half, it doesn't negate the fact that this season is we're three points out of a playoff spot. Fine mm-hmm. and good. It's been a fucking train wreck. And if you think it's going to get better, like we're going to get that three points and be a lock, you're fucking dreaming. Mm-hmm. You are completely you're off the map. I think. Do I think the ownership knows what they're doing? Probably not. I've I've been a Philadelphia sports fan way too long to have that much faith in you know a group of people that have held on to Hackworth for as long as they did. In all honesty. Part of me was thinking they were going to fire him before I got that foot off the ground. <laughs> but, saying that, okay. Yes, we had a decent show against Chivas, which, you know, again, is like tap dancing in front of a person in a wheelchair. And then we had this, you know, which was a battle. And, you know, going up against Vancouver, which has been a phenomenal team this year. Uh, and comporting ourselves very well for some of the game, for 30 minutes of the game. That is not enough to save the person's job. No, and, 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 and ultimately, it's correct. It's it's not enough to save, you know, the, the brief... Uh, this is coming from somebody who had their job threatened today. So, hey, let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not get into that. No, and I mean, the, the brief 30 minutes where where they really played well and then lost the lead again you know at to, to well even watching that even watching the way that went you know watching that ball bounce right over McMath's arm yeah is painful I mean just a bad break that's it you know you know I, I think watching that play I just watched the penalty um I think even if he gets his fingertip to that ball the way he flings his feet in there and goes feet first into Maddox I think it's going to be a penalty whether or not he touches the ball. Because oh, yeah. he, he's clearly... It, it's not like he's just going after the ball with how he goes in there. He's clearly throwing the rest of his body, which is going to clear out a player. But at the same time, dude, with, when your bloodlust is up, you're like, no, not a chance. But, oh, no. You know, we're, we're looking I, at this through winter light, you know, uh, cold light of day. Yeah, no. I would I, I, I would have been calling bullshit, too, if I was sitting in the stadium. If Philly was my team. I mean, it, I mean... It would have probably taken me two minutes and kind of gone on Twitter and looked for the uh, the reporters who sit in the press box and you know have have the, the option of uh, replay going. Now nah, it's a penalty and go. Okay, I need to calm down and let that one go because um, that's usually what I do when a bag when a call that I feel is horrendously bad. It's like what I do after the initial anger and me cursing and throwing my hands up in the air uh, and screaming at a referee or a line judge goes i kind of sit down and you know check the twitter feed to see what the actual reporters who are have the benefit of an instant replay at that point goes so dude frodo mocks the week stay angry (laughs) um but no ultimately you are correct 30 minutes of good soccer does not save your job in the end and and the ownership proved that by you know so now it's kittens for us i i don't know if it's I don't know if that's true. 
no, it, it is. Jim Curtin is now the... Oh, the- Curtins. I thought you said kittens for a second. Okay, I get I get. Yeah, it's all kittens from yeah, was, here on out. Like, the yeah. better part of the internet, might I add. <laughs> from here on out, that's all we have to worry about. It's making sure fucking Catterday happens. And I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, this move will turn around Philadelphia's season at this point. It could, and I'm sure there are a lot of Philly fans hoping that it does turn around the season, that it gives them a shot to, you know, make the playoffs. But even if it doesn't, at this point, you're making a step in the right direction. So, you know, it's as soon as the offseason hits, if you don't make it, you know, Curtin won't be the the coach anymore. I'm sure if they don't make the playoffs, you don't give him, you know, you don't move him from intern to full full time coach, uh, sort of. Oh like. no, that's never gone poorly for us before. No, never. Well, no, because dude, seriously, Hackworth led us to a great season in 2013. I'm trying he to did. think. In 2000, wasn't you mean last year's season? Yeah, twelve wins. Which I did. Everything not... fell apart after the after the break, but yeah. I did not realize that 12 wins was actually the Union record for wins in a season. Let us queue up part-time truth teller Wikipedia. Somebody, I saw that on Twitter today. 12, uh, club best 12 wins in 2013. Yeah, so I just, that, that to me is crazy considering last year you didn't make the playoffs. And two years ago, or two years before that, with uh, or with Novak, you had made the playoffs. So it just shows you that it's not necessarily all about you know. I mean, wins are a huge part of it, and the more you get, the better off you are. But there's there's a bigger picture that can be painted because so uh, just because you get the most wins that a team's ever had doesn't necessarily guarantee anything in this league. Well, it's, uh, I, I, I like it when long division is how you have to figure out who's moving on. Well. <laughs> that's you true. need trigonometry. That, that's partly true. Sometimes it's... Uh, it's a, it's a cheap of, joke. Just go with it. It's a little bit of a mess. I'm not going to say it's not. It's a little bit of a mess. Um, But, you know, so... We'll see what happens for the rest of the season. I don't know if they start looking for a coach now and bring in a coach mid-season, or they wait till the season's over and you know just let it finish out. And uh, I think they're going to let it finish out. There, there's a couple of ways you can look at that too. I mean, uh, certain certain uh, that might be the right way. Just let the guys kind of figure it out. Get just keep the fitness levels up and and be done with the season once it's over. But uh, I think there's also that moment where you. Uh, you start wondering if you bring in a coach who can start getting these guys ready for the system that he's going to play. I don't know, um, and we'll see what happens in the off season. I would. I, I don't know if you have a high rate of turnover with players. They have a talented squad. It's just getting somebody to be able to tactically coach the squad correctly. Um, so, um, I don't know. It, it's it's. And it's hard because it's do you bring in an MLS guy or do you bring in a foreign coach? I, I don't well, know. Well, you figure, you know, it's like in the case of Curtin, they have a history with them. They had a history with Hackworth, too. Yeah, but you know, I, so, but uh, the quote here from uh, Zach. Who is currently actually, as we're recording this, he is doing his. I don't know if he's giving a press conference via the, the union radio show that they do on Tuesday nights at 6 or if it's just it happens to be scheduled at the same time uh, I am not sure either I, I'm busy doing this but uh, the quote that got sent out from him today is we are a very ambitious club and although we just we are just in our fifth season we expect to win and be the top of MLS mm-hmm. uh, today we begin a serious global search for a team manager who will help guide us to our goal of Competing to win the MLS Cup. That is a troubling quote to me. Um, which part's troubling? Competing to win the MLS Cup. The fact that he said the MLS Cup? No, the fact that oh. it, it, the way it's worded, today we begin a serious global search for a team manager who will help guide us to our goal of competing to win the MLS Cup. 
Okay. So what have we been doing for the last five years? Well, I mean... Novak was global. Hackworth was local-ish. But had a history on the global stage. Are you just worried that they haven't been competing uh, for an MLS Cup? Well, like no, they... just, just the way that it's worded bothers me. That's I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a reason to bitch at because uh, happy shows don't move that well. But, uh, no, I mean, it's just frustrating. Because now, now that we got what we wanted, mm-hmm. we got to figure out what to do. <laughs> you know? It, it's like, having the revolution, that's easy. Maintaining the government afterwards, that's the difficult part. This is, like, fucking Castro getting left with Cuba while Guevara fucks off. You know? Yeah, no. It's There's it's, your history for the day, kids. It's true. Um I feel like uh I think that's kind of an apt statement just because of, of of me being a Red Bull fan. Um just because it's kind of funny, the revolution was the easy part, it's the maintaining afterwards. As we've kind of seen this this season. I mean barring last this past weekend's results. But you know, the revolution getting the fan favorite coach and, you know, a change in and how Austria viewed it, and now it's just been trying to build upon that and maintain. I think you mean the Red Bull, getting the fan favorite coach. Like you said, Pecky. revolution. Pecky. You, said, you said revolution, though. No, I meant the the revolution was the easy part, not meaning the team, like the the actual like getting Never away. Never mind. From... Move on. Move on. I'm being pedantic again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So I don't know. Um, speaking of Pecky. Pecky had some interesting stuff to say about this weekend's game. Um, this weekend, uh, Open Cup, there is the World Cup coming up, so um, it's, uh, as we know, MLS takes a break during the World Cup for the most part and tries to give its team some rest because some of our teams lose players. I forget how many players out of MLS are actually uh, on World Cup squads. I believe it's 22, 25, something like that, I read today, uh, uh, have gone on to play for a World Cup side. Most of them, you know, in uh, in CONCACAF. Type teams, you know, Honduras, uh, Costa Rica, United States. Um, I don't think any of them play for Mexico. Um, okay with that. Um, but uh, Open Cup games this weekend, and... New York Red Bulls will be playing dun 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 the New York Cosmos of NASL. <laughs> it is what is being billed as by some the big matchup. It's the way it should have been. The the heavyweight match that everybody has wanted to see. Um, you know, it, it's I know for people who, the, the pro-rel purists who, who believe that we should have it, look to the way the Cosmos have treated MLS and and the way that they want to do business, that, that um, it's sort of like uh, when boxing had the whole Great White Hope, quote-unquote, movement. Um, you know, that's that, that's how they treat the Cosmos, that this is the, the big pro-rel hope, that the Cosmos are going to be able to outspend MLS teams and be able to beat them on a U.S. Open Cup stage, and so everybody's looking to this game. Um, Cosmos fans are just looking forward to it, I think, because you know it's some, it's a, it's more recognition for their team. They're playing the other team. That's the New York team. Um, you know, the Red Bulls who play in the league above them. It's bragging rights, you know, a little bit. There's trash talk that goes on on the internet between the two clubs. I actually really don't have a lot of problem with the Cosmos. You know, they, they play in a league below us. Um, I have problems with the way that League's Cup is structured and, and how it was changed when they brought the, the, the Cosmos in. I believe next year, I think it actually goes back to like a regular type cup where it's a year-long competition and four teams make the playoffs or something like that. And, uh, you know, so it's the big matchup. It's the Cosmos versus Red Bull. It's in, Ho- I think it's in Hofstra. It might not be. It's, uh, it's a Cosmos home game. You know, it's, it's open cup. Anybody can win. And I've kind of, last year I went on the rebellious streak of, I really think the U.S. Open Cup um, is kind of, 
I, I get the history behind it, but I, I've also taken the stance that I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a joke. Um, mostly because teams like DC United last year did cannot take their MLS season seriously, win eight games um, in an elimination tournament, and still get a CONCACAF Champions League spot. And I get that you can't pull the Champions League spot away from the U.S. Open Cup tournament. It dies a death if you pull that away. Um, and I don't want to see that either. So it's a it's a weird tournament. And I, I believe I said earlier in the season, and I'm not – this year I don't believe the Open Cup should be a Red Bull point of focus. We've got Champions League coming up, and I think, you know, you start adding games in here where you're playing multiple competitions. This is one of those years where you can kind of get away with bowing out of the cup early. Um, so it, 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 Pecky, I guess, talked about it today, and he, and he, and he basically said, and I mean, we, uh, our ownership group is out of Austria. They own multiple soccer franchises, I believe five altogether, um, four or five, and have basically, I guess, they've communicated with Pecky that you know. It, he said that Open Cup is not a priority to Austria. It, his job is not safe or anything. They, I mean, he he said that he thinks the Red Bulls, if they won the U.S. or the U.S. Open Cup, um, he doesn't even know if Austria would give you know the phone call and and the congratulations on it. They don't understand it. They don't get the tournament. It's not a point of priority to them. Their priority is trying to win MLS Cup. Um, I'm sure it's also to do well in. Uh, the the regional uh, super club competition, you know, CONCACAF and, and doing well there. It, but they have no sense that the U.S. Open Cup should be, you know, it's not something you waste a lot of effort on if it's going to cost you games elsewhere. I think, and that's kind of weird to me, and that, this is why I brought it up, you know, the, the, the Pecky maintaining, like the, now comes the hard part. And it's weird because Pecky, fan favorite, Play, you know, as a player, was loved. He was great as an assistant coach, and when they announced that he was going to be the head coach, everybody was super excited. There's been rough streaks. There was winning the Supporter Shield last year, which was awesome. And people, you know, kind of... It was like that really special moment. And now the, the, the Cinderella moment is kind of over. Now we're actually getting Pecky as a cynical-thinking manager who has to go you know what i can sacrifice a tournament if i have to because there's other things my job's determined by other things this is what the ownership wants this is where we're going to go this is what we're going to compete for it's kind of nice to see that in a certain part because it's a guy who's taking his job seriously and you know that he thinks about what you know he's thinking well which tournaments are going to be a priority and I, i i think that's a sign of maturity as as a manager but it's kind of hard to see that guy who was always the gun ho kind of, you know, guy we're going to win everything that we can guy kind of go away a little bit. Like, it, it's pecky maturing, and it's exciting to see, but it's also kind of not exciting to see. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so well, it, 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 it shows that he's – okay, did you guys – I'm not sure why I'm asking this question. Consider it rhetorical. Uh-huh. But if you guys watched the uh, John Oliver clip that's been bouncing around Facebook and Google Plus, oh god, the, the world, the 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 his rant on FIFA and the World Cup. Yeah, it, we, I watched it Sunday night. Um, I think it was after Veep, and maybe. Whoa, 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 whoa. guys! When you're done this cast, um, you know. If you haven't seen it, go check it out because it's really cool. And Philadelphia gets mentioned again, albeit in a terrible light. And that kind of world mentality, in a weird, weird way, it kind of makes me feel like soccer truly is arriving to see somebody so bitter and cynical about how uh, how the higher ups view it. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily a bitterness at Austria. It's just that this is what they prioritize. They're the ones that pay Pecky's paycheck, and you know, and you can do things to a certain extent the way you want to do them. But you know, there's always a hierarchy, especially you know, it, soccer clubs are no longer these these uh, uh, 
I always like friendly Bo when he talks about the illusion of club soccer as a strong drug. Um, cause <laughs> it truly is. That is it, a great way of putting it. it. And it is because, you know, people get so caught up into this mentality that, you know, oh, soccer's, you know, this is a club mentality and, you know, the club represents an area. And to points, that's true, but it's not true anymore. Clubs are multi-million dollar, for the most part, are uh, multi-million dollar corporations. They're owned by multi-millionaires. Those multi-millionaires have their priorities. And, you know, part of that's making money. And, you know, part of that's winning the biggest and best competitions. And, and those are the things that get prioritized. And, and it's... And once you kind of accept that, it's a lot easier to, you know... And I don't know if it's just because the, the that's how I've, you know, come to think about it. But, I mean, even when you watch your English teams... Yeah, there's club level stuff and in, in, in the fourth division and stuff. But I mean, the closer you start getting to to the EPL, you know, the the top division, it starts becoming it's business. It's very much business. The reason Arsenal have not spent money up until this past season when they when they bought um, Meza in is because they had just built a stadium. They needed this money, you know. Money was tight. Like we, we need. We're going to run this as a business. We're going to be in the black, you know. And that's what they told Arsene Wenger. Like we're going to be in the black. You make sure. And where we're going to make that money back is we're going to raise ticket prices a little bit, and we're not going to spend money on players. Once the stadium gets paid off, once we make another couple sponsorship deals and stuff, then you get the money to go out and buy players. Because we'll run this business in the black. It is made for some terribly not exciting soccer in, Ars- in, in Arsenal's past, you know, however many years. And this year they got to play around a little bit, and it made for an exciting season. They, they, they were the team that led EPL the most at number one. They had the most amount of days in the number one slot. They won the FA Cup. But, unfortunately, soccer's a business. And when you can be a fan of it and realize that, that like the, these teams are run as businesses. It's not about a club mentality. It's not about, you know, it, you're going to get players that play for the team, and they really love playing for the team, and they play for the fans, and that's awesome. In the end, though, everything that the organization does, it does from a business standpoint. Once you learn to accept that, it's a lot easier to, you know, look at a union shirt, say, and see the word, you know, bimbo written across it because you get where that's coming from oh you even said it right i well i'm 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 not trying to be rude at this point about the point it's why as a as a new york red bull fan i can look at it and go and somebody goes you're just you're just an extension of a soft soft uh you know a soft or or energy energy drink. drink company and uh and yeah it's true but i still get to watch players that want to play you know, I still get to watch the game and nothing's really taken away because I've accepted that all soccer at some level is a business. It's run by higher ups and corporations and businesses. And so it, it, it's kind of weird to see Pecky, I'm going to bring it back around, Pecky, <laughs> you know, kind of curtail to that and understand that, you know, there, there's business decisions made here. This is what's important to them. And we've got to play by that to a certain extent. I don't know how fans are going to react to if they lose against the Cosmos on Saturday. I'm going to be perfectly fine if they lose against, if they get knocked out of their first round in the Open Cup. At this point, players are, players have not been playing well together. They're, you know, it's, it, it, players have been hurt. Dax McCarty's out with a couple of weeks with a knee thing. You know, it, this is the, why add games to your schedule? Like, I, I understand it's kind of, it would be nice to beat the Cosmos, you know, and, and still be like, hey, Number one, New York. Um, that would be fun. It would be. It would be great. It'd be a little boost. But you know, if that comes at, we're going to lose players because you know they get hurt in a U.S. Open Cup game, and who God knows who will play next. Um, if if that's the cost, and then say we don't go far at all in in Concacaf Champions League, which we're going to have a tough group. We have Montreal in our group now. You know, that's not an easy group. It's it's not a cakewalk group. Like, you've got another MLS side that's in your group. That's a little bit scary. We're the only group that has that. 
and so it's something to overcome you know it's it but if we're we're down players and we can't beat montreal and we can't get out of the group stage of Concacaf. what was the point of winning the supporter shield besides having a trophy last year like you, you want to see your team do well in the bigger competitions unfortunately u.s open cup as historical as it is as awesome as it is and it's a lot of fun um for me to watch you know different things until you you know it, just to watch the smaller guys take out big guys last year it was awesome watching orlando beat kansas city that was one of my favorite matches from last season overall in every tournament i mean besides like some red bull games and stuff but you know as an outside viewer that was great to watch that i mean it was, it was a team struggling back and it was an upset and it's a shock and, and you love that type of game but in the long run all we're going to get is bragging rights against the cosmos Okay, I you know I'm I'm not so. What's the word? Unsure of my team that I need this win. Like this win, if somebody's like, "Ah, Cosmos beat you," you know, Red Bulls obviously stink. Like, okay, yeah, that's clearly. Well, I think it's, I, I think at the same time, in terms of watching your team play, even with the even with the hiccups that there have been. Hmm. You know where you stand. You know where they want to go. And you can see them making steps. Not strides, but steps. Yeah, some steps. Whereas, in the case of the Union, you know, this is going to be Curtin's first test as a coach. It's not even going to be that big a test. Mm -hmm. But Harrisburg isn't there to fuck about. No, and clearly, I mean, I've watched Harrisburg play, and granted, they had a little referee's assistance when they beat Red Bull two seasons ago. But they're a solid. I, I'm never going to forget never that. Never let it go. I'm never going to let that go. I mean, it was clearly a handball in the box. It's a penalty. I mean, that game's over after that moment. You know, it, it doesn't go any further. And um, you guys were rude. Not you guys, New York. You guys, Harrisburg. Oh no! Everybody. The high schoolers were high schoolers. It wasn't even the high schoolers. It was like the college age dudes that were walking out. I think the high schoolers would have been friendlier about it because I think they were just there to show that they were legit in supporting their team. I think we okay, just... fine. Uh, Harrisburg supporters who were high schoolers or were high schoolers a few years ago. You guys are cool. We got no beef with you, dude bros. Yeah, it's see, it's, it's the dude Fuck bros. You guys, it, it's dude bros, and I think you get that in any game. I think the ones that actually care about the team and you know they can look afterwards and be excited that their team won and not you know, being a regular supporter. Um, you know, Harrisburg's solid, and, and you're right. For for you guys, it might be a little bit different, but you, I, I don't know. Like, it, well, it's going to be different for you guys, and I think that's because. Union, to this point, haven't established any sort of winning rhythm. Like, like it, And it's not that they aren't a good team. They Clearly, talent level is on Union's side. And I think they get a solid coach. Union's going to be a team to be messed with. I thought so in the beginning of the season. And the thing that's held them back so far is poor tactical decisions. But, you know, so... It, I don't know, but Harrisburg's tough. Where's that game? Is it in, is it in PPL or is it in uh, uh, Harrisburg? It is in... Why is nothing working again? It's in Philadelphia. It's in PPL. Which, at least you don't have to make a trip to Harrisburg. <laughs> um, to be fair, it's a Tuesday. Um, so you might so not we, be making the trip to PPL. I might not be making the trip to PPL simply because... Well, if I still have my job, I won't be making the trip to PPL. No, that's fair. But uh, really quick, guys, since we have been talking about how soccer is a big, is big business, and we brought up FIFA earlier... Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys know, we though we're not a part of it anymore. No, we're as still it doesn't exist. We're, we're we're still technically a part of the soccer desk. Well, I can I consider those guys our sister shows. You know. Well, the soccer desk has always been pretty tight with us, um, just because well, your brother being on it, and then you know hanging out with those guys. I mean, it, it, well, it, Julian, Brian, and Sean, and I'm forgetting everybody who who puts the soccer desk network together. Because it, it still is the site, the podcast, the articles, everything about mm-hmm. them has been great. And let me tell you something, guys. Going live uh, for you today, Wednesday, they have a phenomenal show to kick off the World Cup. It's The way it was pitched to me is that it's going to be the dark side of the World Cup. So you guys have uh, Declan Hill talking about match fixing. David Zirin talking about uh, bribery corruption. 
Yeah, it's, uh, David Zerman is going to be talking about the true cost of the uh, World Cup for Brazil. Mm-hmm. And then you've got David Larkin talking about the bribery, corruption, and death in the 2020, in the uh, 2022, sorry, World Cup in Qatar. In Qatar. Uh, so all these are really interesting topics. I've only gotten to hear about five minutes of the uh, Larkin interview. Mm-hmm. But quality stuff, highly recommend it. It's going up live. It's a podcast, it's free, and it's super interesting. And, you know, also, I, I'm kind of eating crow right now because Julian at the soccer desk totally called when Hackworth was going to get fired. Right before World Cup break. I'm actually surprised, and somebody brought this up, is um, that the union just didn't wait until the World Cup had kicked off and make the announcement. It gets buried. It's not as big of a, you know, everybody's kind of hot in the World Cup fever. They need to show, they need to show a force, dude. I guess you, it's it's the old. First of all, there's no such thing as bad press. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the World Cup is big right now. This is a lead-in story to it. That that's true, and the World Cup is big. I mean, we're getting. Um, I would like to, to touch on that. I'm not giving a prediction for the Cosmos game. I don't know if you want to give one for the Harrisburg game. I'm just going to watch soccer. I have so. no clue how it's going to go. I don't know what frame of mind the players are going to be in. I I. Okay, Curtin so let's seems like a solid guy. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you guys as they happen. I here's what I, I think about Open Cup. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Open Cup games um, as they come along. Uh, I'm not really gonna give predictions on it. I I think I'm treating that as what comes is extra games. It's exciting. It's not to me. It's not a priority. I I really hope the team doesn't focus on it as a priority. I don't think they will. Reading Pecky's interview, so I'm not really giving predictions on it. Um, so, and you don't really have a frame of reference to predict what they're going to do. Um, so, I'll say this: over the weekend and next Tuesday, I believe is the 17th. Um, enjoy your Open Cup games. Um, but getting into World Cup soccer, just because you mentioned it briefly, and in the, in the Soccer Desk podcast starts World Cup coverage tomorrow, dropping that pod. I read an interesting article and. and Somebody was talking about how, you know, mainstream media is getting involved, you know, how it's getting close to a World Cup because of mainstream media. And I see a lot of people kind of picking on mainstream media a little bit for their non-knowledge of the game. And and soccer fans who listen to this podcast, and I know there's a few of you. <laughs> please, this is an old chestnut for Noah. Please, please treat... Even new media, anybody who has, like, the weird, like, realize when somebody does an article saying, you know, what is the World Cup? And it gives, like, a beginner's breakdown of what the World Cup is. And, and it's really basic stuff. Don't mock. Don't openly laugh. Don't openly criticize this stuff. Because there's people, and we were all in this position at one time, who don't realize, who don't understand, who don't follow this sport on a weekly basis, who don't care as much as we do. But I guarantee you, they will not come back if you you're go... You're a dick. Yeah, if, you go, if you're a dick or you go snobbish on them and be like, I can't believe you didn't know this, or you start criticizing an article that they found really informative. They will not be back. This is a moment where soccer fans can really bring people in. And I know certain people don't think that... it. Take the chip off the shoulder and realize there's a lot of new people who might actually come to become as hardcore of a fan it's as monkey you sphere. are. It's the monkey sphere. You're if you're surrounded by people who live and breathe soccer, you know that's who you interact with. But then you go to your job, and somebody who's like, "Oh, you know, this is happening. I know it happens every four years. I don't really quite get it." Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. And you, like, scoff at them and everything else and, you know, pretty much just berate them for being new to something. Guess what? Not only are you a dick, you're a dick who just cost a great sport a potential fan. Yeah. Because why would they want to be surrounded by assholes? Man, <laughs> I, I could be... If... It, it's just... No. Don't be a dick. That's a, that's a good life lesson in general. Um... This time we're just pointing it at the World Cup and going, hey guys, let, let people learn about it. 
My yeah. parents, God love them, deal with two sons who are, you know, devoted Philadelphia sports fans. They are not sports people. You know, they're not. I'm not even that huge. I don't follow the fucking Eagles or the Sixers. You know, but whenever I see, okay, this is what this means, I'll point it out to my folks and they'll be able to join in a conversation. And they get a little interested, and then when they watch the games looking for my brother and I, because what else do they do on a Saturday? They're you're getting up there. <laughs> it's like they at least can know what's going on. They can become somewhat conversant in it, and they can enjoy it. And maybe it does open up this totally different world to them. Mm-hmm. That, you know... And then you have more people at the tailgates. You have more people in the seats. You're, it's going to be a better time. All around. Please. For the love of God, all that's holy, seven things that aren't, and three things that really, really are not. Don't be a dick. That's all I got. I think with that, that's a good place to end the show. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RealAcePade. Um, you can find Sean at SMCG29. You can find the show at www.redandbluehateyellow.wordpress.com. You can find us on Twitter at redbluehyellow and Facebook at the same thing, facebook.com slash redbluehyellow. Um, find us Don't on- forget about that uh, Socrates Network podcast. Do not forget about it. Seriously, guys, look into it. You'll love it. Socrates.com for that. Um, you can find that. Tell them we sent you. Yes. Cause- and we have Bunt Cake. I just don't know. Everybody uh, likes bunt cake, Noah. I don't like bunt cake. Fuck you, you are a heretic. Yeah, well, that happens. With that, I have been your host, Noah Hotailing. Junior co pilot, Sean McGovern. This has been Red and Blue Hate Yellow. Thanks for listening, folks. Namaste, bitches.